0: Let's continue reading verses 21 through 27 of Joshua 6. Now, in the second half of the chapter, we have the rescue of Rahab and the burning of the city of Jericho. Joshua 6, beginning at verse 21. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab, the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Once again, let's begin with some background notes. In verse 21, we read that the people utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. Do you have a problem with God when you read this verse? You know, a lot of people do, including Christians. How could a loving God allow his people to do such a thing? Even the children and the animals were killed. Did you ever question God about this? What's the answer here anyway? Look back at verses 17 through 19. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Jericho, you see, was a pagan Canaanite city. We know from what has been found in archaeology, including inscriptions such as the Rosh Shamra tablets, that the Canaanites were gross in their immorality and idolatry. God did not want his people polluted with the idolatry and immorality of paganism. Look how easy it is for us today to be contaminated by the gross evil in the culture that surrounds us. For years, Jericho was a center of all kinds of demonic and occult practices of the Canaanites. Everything was contaminated. Therefore, before God, all was under the ban and devoted to destruction. Jericho had to go. It was the beginning of what was to be a clean sweep of the land. Now, As we know, Israel failed in their responsibility here to carry out God's command. And they left many pockets of enemy throughout the land. And it led to their downfall later. Now, it's not that God did not give the Canaanites many years of opportunity to change their ways. God told Abraham back in Genesis 15, verse 16, that the reason the children of Israel would remain in Egypt for so many years was because, quote, the iniquity of the Amorites, that is the Canaanites, was not yet complete. Now, as to the babies being killed, maybe we have a glimpse of the grace of God here. Let's put it this way. I'd rather be a baby that was killed in Jericho and end up in heaven forever than be an unbelieving multi-billionaire living today. Wouldn't you? Now, I think you can see my position on the eternal destiny of children who die before the age of responsibility. I do believe they are all part of the elect company of believers, but that's another lecture in itself. The only items that were saved out of Jericho before they burned the city were the precious metals that went into the treasury of the Lord and, of course, Rahab and her family. She not only uh, came into the covenant community of Israel, she married there. Let's see how many Bible scholars we have out here or Old Testament survey people. Uh, Who did she marry? Salmon, that's right. And the son of Salmon and Rahab was Boaz, who begot Obed, who begot Jesse, who begot David. So Rahab really became the great, great grandmother of King David and thus in the line of the Messiah. You can read the genealogy in Matthew chapter one. Well, a lot more we could say here on background, but we need to move to our doctrinal or teaching points. So doctrinal or teaching point number one, God keeps his word of salvation. God keeps his word of salvation. Look back at chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. We read there that Rahab said to the two spies of Israel, Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours. And it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. God's word of salvation to Rahab through the two spies was kept. It even took the miracle of that part of the wall connected to Rahab's house, it didn't fall. It even took that miracle. But God kept his word of salvation. You know the same is true today? Romans 10:9, familiar verse says: if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And Romans 10:13 says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Do you believe this? Maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian. Listen, all it takes on your part for salvation is faith in the Lord. God has done all the work. Jesus died for your sins. Just a matter of faith on your part. Rahab believed. Listen to what we read in Hebrews 11:31. 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab, did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Rahab believed and God kept his word of salvation. All you have to do this morning is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you can be sure that you will go to heaven when you die because God keeps his word of salvation. Doctrinal point number two, God keeps his word of judgment. God keeps his word of judgment. In verse 26, we read, Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, with his youngest he shall set up its gates. The walls of Jericho were not to be rebuilt. You know, God kept this word of judgment through Joshua. In the days of King Ahab, who came more than 500 years after this time, we read in First Kings 16, verse 34, In Ahab's days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram his firstborn, and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. In other words, Hiel's firstborn died or was killed when Hiel began to rebuild the walls of Jericho. And his youngest son died or was killed when Hiel set up the gates of the completed walls. God kept his word of judgment. The same is true today. God not only keeps his word of salvation, he keeps his word of judgment. We read in John 3.36, He who believes in the Son, that is the Son of God, has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Do you believe this? Some people like the first part of this verse, but they don't like the second part. Well, the second part is just as true as the first part. If you're here this morning and you refuse to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, then the wrath of God abides on you and you will not go to heaven when you die. In fact, according to the word of God, you will end up in a lost eternity. You will end up in hell forever. I didn't say it, I wish I didn't have to say it, but God has said it. God not only keeps his word of salvation, God does keep his word of judgment. What about practical application from the second half of Joshua six? Practical application number one, be faithful and your fame will spread throughout the land. Be faithful and your fame will spread throughout the land. Verse 27. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout all the country because Joshua is faithful. He was not only well-known in Israel, his fame spread throughout the country. All the Canaanites knew about Joshua. You want to be famous? Then be faithful to the Lord. Now you won't be famous like a rock star or some famous athlete, but you will be well-known for fighting the good fight. Specifically, you will be known by the enemy forces in the land as one who stands for the Lord. Do you see the lesson in spiritual warfare here? Do you remember how Job's faithfulness was well-known by Satan and the fallen angels? Read Job chapters 1 and 2 in this connection. God used Job's faithfulness as a testimony to the angelic hosts. In the same way, in the land of spiritual realities, including among the principalities and powers of Ephesians six twelve, the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, you will be known as one of God's military heroes both now and forever. Be faithful and your fame will spread throughout the land. Practical application number two. Let's not allow the walls of Jericho to be built again. Let's not allow the walls of Jericho to be built again. We've seen in the spiritual picture that God has given to us here in the book of Joshua, that the enemy stronghold of Jericho represents a major blockade that Satan can use to keep us from possessing the spiritual land that God has given us. Jerichos keep us from enjoying our spiritual blessings in Christ. Jerichos keep us defeated and prevent us from moving forward in spiritual maturity. Jerichos limit the Lord in his desire to live his life through us. A major doubt about the Lord or about the Christian faith that is keeping you in despair can be a Jericho. The fear of dying or the fear for your financial security can be a Jericho. You just can't trust the Lord fully. A certain temptation or secret sin can be a Jericho. A problem in your marriage can be a Jericho. An unforgiving spirit can be a Jericho. Now we've seen in this spiritual picture that God has given us that there are no Jerichos with walls too high or too thick for our God. Praise the Lord, right? Practice the principles of victory that we see here and the walls will fall. But now, Don't let those walls be built again. The walls of Jericho were never to be built again. Unfortunately, they were. In the same way, if we're not careful, the walls of Jericho can be built again. A root of bitterness can spring up again. Certain doubts and fears that you thought were gone can raise their ugly heads once again. More we could say. All of these Jerichos, if we're not careful, can come back again to haunt us. The walls can be built again. Let's practice the principles of victory that we see here in the book of Joshua. Let's not allow the walls of Jericho to be built again.